Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Andrew Meadows is the Senior Vice President of HR, Brand, and Culture at Ubiquity Retirement and Savings. He was one of the producers of Broken Eggs, a film about the looming retirement crisis. And now, finally, a guest on Money Savage Maximize. Welcome, Andrew. Hey, George. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. This is George Grumbacher, and it is time to go. Andrew, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. You bet. Uh, Well, uh, originally from North Carolina, I got a lot of my hard work ethic from uh, being from a very small town there, went to to college there in North Carolina and moved out to California, sort of sight unseen, but not before I'd gotten an opportunity to really fall in love in retirement. I actually was starting out going to be getting into the radio business, but then when the internet came about, it really kind of said, okay, well, maybe there's some other things happening in the world that should be getting involved in and found my way working in retirement, a small TPA in North Carolina and said, hey, you know, I can still help people by learning finance, get a little bit in on the inside and then find out how it can make some changes. Moved out to California, almost sight unseen. And the very first job I got was uh, a job with a company called the Online 401k. I said, hey, these guys are doing something different. There were about 10 other people sitting in chairs across the, the office. And of course, bright-eyed and, and bushy-tailed in North <laughs> Carolina in this big city of San Francisco <laughs> with where no one had an office or cubes. I said, there's something really interesting going on here. I love retirement. This place seems pretty cool. What's going on? Uh, and since then have uh, been with uh, uh, Ubiquity, uh, formerly the online 401k. Uh, while I do work on the HR brand and culture side now, I am a retirement nerd uh, for the past 20 years. I absolutely love the business. I love where the industry is going. I love being able to help people and I love to be able to do it with a company where I just feel like there's a lot of like-minded innovators, people ready to change uh, our very red tape uh, heavy business into something that can be a lot more accessible for everybody. Oh, I love it. I think that that's fantastic. And 20 years of, 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 of doing the work, I'm sure, has, has given you amazing perspective on a lot of the different challenges and, and seeing probably where the opportunities are. I mentioned at the top that, that you guys decided on quite an undertaking of, of making a film which is called Broken Eggs. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, our CEO, Chad Parks, was uh, on the phone with our uh, director or VP of marketing at the time, Sylvia Flores, and uh, Chad had been really engaged with the company culture side of things for a while. We actually just looked at his 1999 business plan that he put together before the the business even got going, and one of the things he really believed in was a good work-life balance. You should follow your passions uh, and your passions should be infectious to others. And so it's something that we really always prided ourselves on here. But he had this idea with our uh, VP of marketing, and she said, well, let's do it. What if we made that happen? Um, and he said, you know, I really want to kind of pair it very similar to Tony Shea when he was doing his big book tour called Delivering Happiness. 
Uh, he basically squeezed his employees on a bus. They did this huge book tour all about celebrating company culture. Chad said, what if I can celebrate something like that, but do it with retirement, help people understand more about retirement? We were on the road for seven weeks. I showered outside more than I ever have in my life <laughs> in that seven-week period of time because we were staying at every RV park. But we got these really important stories, these themes the, of uh, these themes that every American really struggles with when it comes down to retirement. Uh, and all of those are in the film. Granted, they might not be specifically from the people we met on the street who told us their story, uh, but certainly the themes came from that. And we're able to really also discover uh, geographically what interesting lives people were having, especially around retirement. You know, but the couple um, in Marin County in California was having a very different experience than a single mom um, uh, in uh, New Orleans. Got it. Well, I certainly appreciate that. Um, so, with your research on the film, with obviously working in the space for now twenty years, what can can you point your put your finger on what really the problem is, why it's happening? Well, I think a couple of reasons uh, tend to kind of spring to me. There's the age-old reason of people kicking the can down the road. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like eating well or flossing. <laughs> I know I should be doing it. But I'll do it later. Tomorrow. Um, uh, tomorrow, when, I, when I'm closer to feeling that pain. Um, so I, that's why I think really ultimately doing what's good for us isn't always the funnest, the, the sexiest thing to talk about. And retirement is especially it. I mean, I certainly know the last thing anybody wants to do in the course of their week is talk to their 401k person. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and, and we as an industry don't do a very good job of making this interesting. I think there's a lot of shame around money. Uh, I think people have seen family members or other people in their lives or even in themselves have gotten themselves into weird financial struggles. It's one of the few elements of our lives that we don't really talk about with our friends and family. Um, we can talk about anything with our friends and family from, you know, what we're eating and how our dieting is going to, to relationship troubles that aren't a very personal nature, but we don't talk a lot about finance. Uh, and I think that's one of the biggest troubles that we have in our industry is getting people to, to get more comfortable about it and, and to talk more about it. Uh, and I think that's probably the biggest struggle. I think we're getting better at it. I certainly think the later generations uh, that have come since, you know, those of us on Gen X have started to realize, okay, there is, uh, there are places where these conversations are happening, but certainly before uh, there wasn't really many people to talk to in my life as, as a young adult, except for my family. And I think our, our, our families are learning opportunities as well, especially for those folks who were children of parents who are, who are really impacted by the Great Recession. I think those are important stories to be had and certainly some of the best financial stories or, or learnings we could have is just by looking at the people around us. Yeah. Yeah, I think that those are, are absolutely correct and very compelling reasons why it is that, that, that so many of us are having a difficult time amassing or saving retirement assets saving money for retirement um mm -hmm. you know part of me i, I want to get your thoughts on it's just maybe so many of us haven't caught up to the the fact that there aren't pensions anymore and so now it's mm -hmm. totally up to us and maybe this 30 year couple of generations of people are are going to to be the example that people point to and say look look what happened to them we need to be saving money on our own because nobody's going to do it for us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and never really in the 20 years that I've been in the business, I've uh, been able to see so much more attention being paid to the topic. 
Uh, I mean, I look at some of some some you know bold things that have happened. I mean the the Myra or the Myra, I don't know what, what they ended up calling it. That didn't right. last very long. But I remember that announcement thinking, okay, all right, somebody's paying attention. We got to make some changes. We got to help people get to retirement. Let's let's make it as easy as possible or as foolproof. Uh, then, then when that went away, you, you heard a lot more of the rumblings around um, uh, uh, the retirement mandates and, okay, well, if this is a federal matter, that isn't going to see the light of day. And, and all that was was just a way for us to invest more money into the government. Well, with the, we as a state need to do something. Um, actually, I think it was sometime around 2015, uh, myself uh, and a colleague, we were asked to go down to UCLA and talk at this retirement symposium that they had put together. They gathered uh, Aon, uh, Transamerica might have been there, Vanguard, us, and a few others to say, here's our approach to retirement. Here's what we can do to make sure that those who are underserved can, can, can get processes going. But it's actually been really exciting to see not only just on a law level, state level, federal level, the, the fact that it's being talked about even more. It's just really, really validating to see that, okay, well, this is an evergreen topic. This is something that's certainly been a hot topic for, for several years. And even just seeing all the new entrants um, into the small business retirement space, uh, we're all doing it a little differently. Certainly, we've been doing it for, for uh, so much longer than some of these folks, but it's been really good to see that the more competition that's out there, the more opportunity that our ultimately our mission will be recognized, which is we want to make sure every small business and every employee at a small business gets a dignified retirement. So the more people out there trying to work on it, the better. And that's some of the biggest changes I've seen uh, in the past 20 years is how many more people are talking about it now. Yeah. And amen to that. I just, I think, I think that while I may not agree with, with what's being said or done, I'm just glad that there are so many more people interested in having the conversation Mm -hmm. about financial wellness or different opportunity, whatever, whatever it might be. I think it's nothing but a good thing to your point. So, all right. So just you know, it's, talk, it's, it's a philosophical thing. Just one, one more note. It, it's a philosophical kind of change that we need to make. I think so, so much of the time, one thing that, that I've certainly learned in my career, sometimes you have to tear the whole thing down and rebuild it. And we keep adding on to these pieces of, we'll make that easier over here. And those rules will change over there. But ultimately does the whole system need to be really re-looked at? You know, we don't have that three-legged stool anymore. You know, we're going to get a smaller percentage of Social Security. There's no pensions. Uh, all we have are our personal savings, like retirement plans, like we're, we're talking about. And I think it's just going to take a bit of a bigger change. These are all great moving in the right direction, like you said. Maybe we don't agree with everything, but at least we're having the conversation. At least there's room for change and people are recognizing it. Yeah. All right. So Ubiquity started out as the online 401k? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were, had to be one of the first companies that 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 were playing in this space, and now today we've got these fintech companies that that are coming out of the scene and robo advisors. And again, back to that original point, or not the original point, but nothing but a good thing that there's more players in the space. Mm-hmm. But you guys have been at it and have been innovators, disruptors in the space for a long time. So, how do you how how have you found what can people do to really put themselves in the best possible position to use their retirement plans effectively at work? Uh, you know, it's, it's, this, it's a lot of the same, but, but do something right. Uh, <laughs> you know, when I look at the, the stats, um, 
uh, I was just kind of going down memory lane. We, so we celebrated our, we just celebrated our 20th anniversary oh, here. Even, congratulations. Uh, which was, a, which is a big deal, right? We survived the dot com yeah. explosion. Uh, we uh, didn't run out of money. Our, um, uh, we've seen some ups and downs in the marketplace, but ultimately uh, we've been around for a while and there's something that that perspective really provides to you. Uh, it kind of, to your point, it's like we were one of the first, if not the first who are really ultimately just doing this small business market. I even remember my first days here uh, 15 years ago and thinking, goodness, um, I don't understand how these small plans work. Like, and it was, so, it was too simple, right? Because we, in our industry, we tend to overthink so, 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 so much. Um, but I was looking at some of the data here and when I started, it was something like a little bit, um, more than, um, 90% of small businesses had no way to save at work, had no retirement plan at work whatsoever. Uh, I was looking back at some data, 2013 was, was as far back as I went, but then even it said 14 of small business, 14% of small businesses now have a retirement plan in place. Okay. So the, 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 the number moved somewhat, but not really in any kind of, uh, really big pattern until about 2018. Five years after that survey, 53% of small business employees have access to a retirement plan. Awesome. What happened? <laughs> what happened between 2013 and 2018? Uh, there was a bit of a mental shift. Uh, in fact, we, we, um, we built our record keeping system uh, in 2016 specifically as a way to um, make it easier for participants to be able to interact with their retirement plan the only re record-keeping uh, system um, that we've ever created anyway, uh, and it was a really, really wonderful thing to see how many people uh, really appreciated having a better user experience. I know a lot of the providers out there tend to use a little bit older record-keeping systems, uh, but what we have noticed is the fact that people are talking about it more, the fact that people know they need to do it, um, those entrants, everyone is helping move that needle. So just to know how far we've come percentage-wise for helping small businesses, especially have a way to save at work, 53% is a really, really wonderful number to see. Yeah, no kidding. Just I think that's one of the one of the things that that I think is so important. Just just to add on to your point is that anybody can have access to an IRA, right? Anybody can go open up an IRA for the retirement planning, but it's shown that if you have access to a retirement plan through your work, your chances of actually saving for retirement are exponentially higher. I can't pull the number out of my head right now, but sure. just because that's where we get so many of our benefits. So when a mm -hmm. small organization that didn't have it available for whatever reason, now they're able to, that's really going to increase people's chances of, of starting to save and eventually pop, maybe even being able to retire. So. Yeah, and, and, and all with the occlusion of auto-enrollment even. Imagine working for a small business where you were auto-enrolled in that plan. Uh, how wonderful would that be just to know, okay, all of your benefits are taken care of. Uh, and hopefully some of those job changes into roles, that's something that folks are looking at is what is the entire benefits package uh, and, and how does that 401k interact with what your goals are? Uh, retirement should be a goal uh, for all of us. It's, it's only those of us in the past uh, that really had that much of an impact on how we're going to retire. Yeah, that's an interesting thing right there. I think that maybe just people think, well, that's kind of an obvious thing is that, yes, I do eventually want to retire, but we all understand that the thing about goal setting is that unless you actually think about and set goals and write them down, <laughs> you're probably not ever going to reach them. So I really wonder, I really wonder how many people have actually sat down and thought, 
yes, I actually do want to be able to walk away from working and I no longer need to earn an income. I'll have to research that. When, um, when we were in New Orleans, uh, that was a special week. We actually spent a week in New Orleans right in the middle of the road trip and making the film. And I remember we did an interview with a gentleman who worked at a restaurant there. And he's like, I'm a career waiter. He's like, I'm always living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, so when I retire, while I haven't really thought that much about it, and I'm not saving nearly as much as I probably should, surely I won't just be an old man living on the street. You know, our country takes better care of our elderly than that. I'm thinking, do we? Really? Uh, it, do, do you ha- do you have the luxury of just doing that? It just it makes me certainly realize. Well, he was on one end of the spectrum. He certainly just had so much faith that the that the that the community or that the public services that are offered to the elderly are enough to make ends meet. And while it might be enough to keep you from being homeless, it certainly doesn't mean that you're thriving um, in your later years, which is really what we want people to have. Uh, I think that's what all of us work toward in this industry is to make sure that we all have access to to a comfortable, dignified retirement. And that's really ultimately what we're trying to get to. Yeah, 100%. So certainly technology has, has helped more smaller organizations offer retirement plans. There's things like auto-enroll and auto-escalation or auto-increase mm-hmm. in contribution amounts. All these great tools that are helping organizations and and at the end of the day, helping employees to become successful. What what would you say to an employee that wants to really maximize their four hundred one k plan? Start with a goal of wanting to retire. What where would you go from 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 there? Um, what I really like, especially for the the younger, more inquisitive minds, uh, which I always love to be able to engage with, you know, how do I help the, uh, a new generation coming up, get the education. I don't think many of us actually ever got in school, which was, here's how you do insurance. Here's how you do retirement. If not at the end of high school, at the very least at the end of college, much like home ec was required when we were in high school. How about, um, you know, being a grown-up 101, here are the decisions that you're going to have to make. So first and foremost, educate yourself. Uh, there are so many great websites now who make education around retirement or even finances in general um, so engaging. Um, we actually use uh, in our, our Sensibly Yours product, uh, we have this uh, a service that we've used called Educate. Um, educate is a really cool just personal finance uh, education. It's fun videos, uh, many of which um, are videos similar to what you'll find on the Khan Academy's website if you're familiar with them. Um, And definitely get educated on investments at the very least. Learn a little bit about where you're going to go, but investments can be some of the most complicated, nuanced um, uh, uh, elements of our industry. And I think it's just important to, to get familiar with those. Uh, but, but certainly get out there and get yourself educated on what rights you have. Uh, and especially, you know, Roth or not Roth, what's going to be important to me? Understand what those terms mean so you can make a more educated decision on yourself. Figure out your goals, learn a little bit, and then make an informed strategy of how to get there. You don't always have to um, uh, to do it by yourself, and there's plenty of resources out there. Love it. Well, Andrew, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? 
a different thinking tip is stop being ashamed about finances or not doing enough. Guess what? Everybody feels like they should be doing more. So start having conversations with the people in your life uh, about such an important detail as retirement or as financial philosophy. Uh, and the best place to start are the people who've already gotten there. So look to your friends, uh, your family members who might have retired and actually seek them out for help. But the more you talk about it, the less shame you feel about it and the more empowered you'll, you'll, uh, you'll be to take action. Like that is great stuff. That definitely gets. Come on, come on, Andrew. Thank, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Uh, definitely myubiquity.com. Learn about all the things that we were doing, how we're using twenty years of industry experience helping small businesses save is truly making a difference uh, in our world and our community. So definitely take a look at us there, and of course all over social media. We're doing so many wonderful things. Uh, Chad has been highlighting a couple of our Medium articles that you'll find on our LinkedIn page. So myubiquity.com, Ubiquity Retirement Savings, anywhere else on the social sphere. We'd love to engage with you. Love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Andrew your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to myubiquity.com, and I will list all those uh, social media handles in the notes of the show as well. Thank you again, Andrew. Thanks so much. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step by step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it, and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course, and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing. Leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.